0: All right, this morning to start out, I'm going to kind of go through a story, and then we're going to um, pull some what God has for us out of that. Do we have any oral learners this morning? Anybody who likes learning orally versus reading? Anybody? We got more. In America, we like to, most people say they like to read because we're a literate society, but... Some of us actually like learning orally a little better than we realize, it's just we don't have that many opportunities to because normally, you know, it's like turn to this chapter, turn to this verse, okay, read. Um, But this morning, I don't want anybody to turn to the story that we're going to read. I'm not even going to exactly share it from the Bible, I'm just going to share it from memory. Uh, It's a very familiar story, so it's not that, uh, I mean, you can set me straight if I mess up on it, but anyway, um, the story is from the book of Luke. And I'm not going to give you any more information because you're kind of, because you're literate, you're probably going to want to turn. Um, This is a story about Jesus, and it's a story about while Jesus was on this earth ministering. Um, We all know what Jesus came to do. He came to minister. He came to heal. He came to set people free. He came to, at the end of it all, die for our sins so that we can be free. And this is a story while Jesus was going about the towns and villages. This story takes place um, as he was doing that. His disciples were moving about. Um, The the chapters before where we're going to take this story from, um, he was setting, you want to say raising the bar of what it meant to be a follower of Jesus. We know there was many people who followed Jesus and for different reasons, sometimes for loaves and fishes, sometimes for just to hear his words. Never a man spoke like this guy. Those kind of things. But Jesus was raising the bar of what it meant to be a disciple. And there's there's a lot of neat things in there. But we're going to break into this story. Um, Jesus and his disciples were journeying. And as they journeyed, they came to a village. And this village was pretty near Jerusalem. And... As they got into the village, they went into somebody's house. It was actually the house of Martha. And she just so happened to have a sister whose name was Mary. And Martha was someone who cared a lot about all the little details. And this was Jesus, by the way, so she wanted to make sure everything was for him. She was preparing food. Maybe she was cleaning up. We don't know all that was going on. But she was very busy. Martha was preparing everything for Jesus. She wanted it to be just right for him. And as she was working and hustling all around, she kind of noticed that her sister, Mary, was kind of not helping. And I don't know if any of this has ever happened to you, but sometimes when you're working hard and you see someone relaxing, you're like... Are you serious? So she finally comes to Jesus. She said, Jesus, can you tell my sister to come and help me? I mean, I got all this stuff to do. And she figured Jesus, being who he was, he was the master. Surely he could you know, use his authority and kind of you know, get her off her seat and get a little help going on. But Jesus said something to her that she didn't expect. Jesus said to Martha, 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 you're anxious and you're troubled and you're worried about all these things. But you know what? Mary has chosen that most important thing. She has chosen that thing that was necessary. She has chosen the very most important thing. I'm not going to take that away from her. Hallelujah. That is the story of Mary and Martha, and I know we're familiar with it. But I trust this morning that Spirit will breathe new life and new revelation into that story this morning. As I was pondering these last couple weeks, this story was the one and only thing that God kept giving me and kept drilling home to my heart. And so here we are. Um... If I put a title on this this morning, it would be Choosing That One Thing. I believe that all of us, as we look at this story, we can put ourselves in in, in different times in our life, different situations, and we can see ourselves maybe a little more like Mary or a little more like Martha. But I know for a fact that in the the world that we live in, in the fast-paced American lifestyle, so often we find ourselves busy, busy, busy. Anybody busy this week? Just raise your hand. Let me be honest. Okay. Anybody bored? You know, <laughs> occasionally my children say, oh, I'm bored. I'm like, bored. I can find something. Anyway, we live in a busy, busy world and we find ourselves doing a lot of things. Um, the most interesting thing to me about this whole thing is Jesus didn't really condemn Martha. Sometimes we're kind of hard on her. Um, you know, we're like Martha, man, what was she up to She wasn't doing something wrong. She wasn't doing something sinful. She wasn't doing something evil. Jesus didn't say, well, look at you, you know, down there at the bar. Jesus didn't say, look at you hanging out, you know, on the street corner doing drugs or who knows what. No. He just said, you're worried and you are anxious, and that has become your focus. But Mary, she has chosen that best thing. She has chosen the better thing. She has chosen the awesome thing of sitting In my presence. And that's my heart this morning that each one of us would realize the opportunity that we have to sit at Jesus' feet, to sit in Jesus' presence each and every day. There are many things to do, and there are many good things to do, but we have the opportunity to choose. The best thing. To choose that one thing. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 30. If you want, I'll let you turn there now. If some people just have to flip it. Matthew 11, just as a couple as well. Eleven, Matthew 11, 28 and 30 says. Matthew 10, Matthew 11, there we go. Um, These are the words of Jesus and so many of us as we live in this society and as we live busy lives, we find ourselves rushing, we find ourselves hurrying, we find ourselves doing all of these things. This morning, come unto me, for my yoke is easy. Come and sit at my feet. I have a place for you. And it's not, sometimes we look at that and we think, oh wow, you know, she was sitting at his feet. Yeah, I'm sure she was looking up at him, but it's a place of honor in the presence of the Most High God. We have the opportunity to come and learn from him. We have the opportunity to come and take that yoke and learn of him. This morning as we look at this, this is not something like a works thing. Like, oh man, I know growing up um, at times I had this mentality, you know, if one day if I could just spend enough time reading my Bible and praying, maybe one day I would be like Jesus. Yeah, there's an aspect where that is true. But the more I live, the more I realize that it's really about being in the presence of God and sitting at Jesus' feet. And yeah, that does take time. Um, We have to stop. We have to put aside the craziness at times and and just sit at Jesus' feet. But there's even at times in the busyness, this is something that we can do in our spirit. We can sit at Jesus' feet. We can be with him. can... Come to Him, and He is always faithful. He is always there for us. And that's exciting to me this morning. The, the thing that God really brought out to my own heart through this is I feel like many times when I come to Jesus, I come almost as a last resort. I feel like many times we as humans, we come to Him, we say, Jesus, I need you. I, man, I, I got a hard day ahead of me. Or I feel Tatian knocking on my door. Or, man, I'm crazy and I'm going to snap. I need you, Jesus. And we come to Him Almost like we would call 911. Jesus says uh, he's there for us and he's faithful. But he wants us to come and just be with him and get to know him in a deep, in a close, in an intimate way. He wants us to sit at his feet. He wants us to choose that one thing that Mary chose. That was to sit at Jesus' feet and be with him and be in his presence. There are many things that hinder us. There are many distractions that hinder us. I ponder at times, you know, pretty well we all have one of these, and they can be a huge blessing, but I ponder how often this distracts us distracts us from sitting at Jesus' feet and basking in his presence and listening. I must confess that it's a lot easier to pray than to sit and listen to what Jesus might be saying to us. And I feel like at times I do that kind of an emergency thing. Like, God, I need you right now. Hurry out the day. I'm going to start my day. And here we go. And we rush and we rush and we rush And we say, God, I'm going to need you. And I don't stop and pause and just sit at Jesus' feet and listen to what he has for me. What is his plan for the day? What is the spirit telling me? And from that, I do that at times. Um, the other thing is I feel that many times I come and I just – if if – when I pray or if I pray that morning – it's kinda of like Lord this 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 alright go and I feel like we miss out on what God has for us. There's a place for prayer, yes. God wants to hear our requests. He delights to hear our requests. He wants us to listen. Let's see if we can make it quiet. Right. Um Jesus wants. To hear the, our requests, but he also wants to listen to us. He wants to speak his words of life, no. technical difficulties. Jesus wants us to sit in his presence and hear him. He has a lot to tell us. But so many times we're rushing, we're hurrying, we're running here, we're running there, and we don't take that time to just say, Jesus, what do you have to say to me today? You know, if we're going to be a blessing to the world around us, if we're going to impact the world around us, it's not going to just be from our own mind. It's going to be rather from what Jesus is pouring into us, from what he says to us. I also think about what Jesus says about who I am. And that's a powerful thing. If I just run, run with my life and who I think I am, well, some days that's rough. But when I realize who Jesus says to me and when Jesus tells me, you're my son, and I'm going to give you strength to do this and this, that's powerful. And that's life-changing. And I'm excited about that. Uh, another verse. Well, let's let's actually look at Psalms 27. I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to break in here. There's a lot of uh, powerful things when I think of choosing that great, that best thing—choosing Jesus, choosing to sit in His presence. Psalms 27, and I'm going to read verse four. We might read a few more verses here. Let's start in verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamps against me, my heart shall not fear. Though wars... Arise against me yet. I will be confident. Why can I be confident in the midst of these things? Not because of me But because of who he is verse 4 says one thing Have I asked of the Lord that will I seek after That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life And to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple Goes on. The whole chapter is awesome, but we'll stop right there. You know, the the world throws a lot at us. There are things that are always coming at us. There's things to do. Even maybe this morning, as we're sitting here, you're pondering about being maybe about what you're going to do tomorrow. The things that maybe you need to finish up, or the things maybe you need tomorrow. My my heart's cry this morning for us is just that we would sit at Jesus' feet. That we would put those things aside and we would say, yes, Jesus, one thing have I desired, that I may dwell in your house, that I may dwell in your presence. You know, when David wrote this, he actually, you know, go and walk to the house of God and go and sit in the presence of God in God's house. But we don't need to do that. Every single day we can have God's presence with us because we live in the new covenant. What an awesome thing that is that I may dwell in God's presence forever. You know, people talk about heaven, and I'm excited about heaven. There's all kinds of things that I get excited about heaven. But I'm excited about living in heavenly places, in the presence of God right now. And that's just kind of, I think, the preparation for heaven, you know, because it's going to even be more crazy. Anyway, I'm excited about resting in the presence of God and sitting at Jesus' feet. Um, When we look at these verses that... Uh, from, it is Luke chapter 10, maybe I finally can tell you that, the story Mary and Martha. Jesus, not only was she sitting, she was also doing something. She sat at the Lord's feet and she listened to his teaching. She listened to what he was saying. And that's an important part. First of all, we have to be in that place where we choose to put aside the distractions and to be in the presence of God, and then we have to choose to listen to what he has to say for us. This morning, Jesus wants to be more than that speed dial number on your phone. He wants to be more than where you run when all else fails. And I know we know these things, but this is what God put on my heart this morning. In actuality, how many times is that kind of how we treat Jesus? You know, we run to Him when all else fails. We run to Him when we're really up a creek. He wants to be our all in all. He wants us to sit at His feet. He wants us to live each and every day in His presence. Not that we, it's not that we have to go somewhere. It's not that we have to go to the temple or the tabernacle like they did in the Old Testament. Yeah, it's great to go to church, but we can bask in God's presence each and every day. We can hear His voice. We can hear the Holy Spirit to us each and every day. Because we live in the new covenant, and this is awesome that we get the privilege to live, to go somewhere, to be in God's presence. God's presence is right here with us, and we have that privilege. Spending time alone with God is awesome, and we all need that. We rush so much, we do need to stop and listen. There are times when I know for me, at the end of a busy day, it's amazing what just a few minutes of quiet does. It's hard to find quiet anymore. Uh, Maybe some of you have an easier time if you live by yourself or that kind of thing, but it's hard to find that quiet, to be still and know that he is God. God wants to know us, and he wants to know us in a deep and intimate way. It's what our hearts desperately need more than anything else. I see so many times people running from one thing to the next to the next, searching and looking for true meaning in life and i honestly think we just need to stop and find jesus and sit in his presence sit at his feet and choose that one thing choose that important thing to be with him to get to know him better not in in some kind of a um not not Yes, sometimes we look at Jesus as up in heaven, but as a a way of our getting to know him as our best friend. That's what he wants to be to each of us. When we're in God's presence, we're changed. We become more like him. We desire so many times we desire to be like him. But as we sit in his presence, we are changed. We are transformed and we do become like he is. As we sit in Jesus' presence and walk with him each and every day, we start to see change happen inside of us that surprises us. And we don't even know what's going on. There are times where in our own strength we can maybe work something. Maybe God lays his finger on our hearts. Something, an issue, or a need in our life. And for a year or two we struggle and we strive and we try. And we just don't feel like we're getting much traction. And then we meet Jesus. And the Holy Spirit comes and shows us and says, yeah, this is step one, step two. You know, the Holy Spirit is very clear in his leading. To me, I've wasted a lot of time in confusion, a lot of time listening to the accuser. Uh, the, the, there was a song this morning that said, or it was a verse, i don't, one of the two, about who is he that accuses you. We know who, who accuses us. Anyway, the devil accuses us, the enemy of our souls. But the Holy Spirit is kind. And he is clear in his leading. So he, he gives us the steps. We don't have to try to figure it out. We don't have to say, oh, well, what should I do next? Jesus wants us to be. And from that place of being full of him and sitting at his feet, whew, that's where we can live out what he wants us to live out. That's where everything becomes clear. That's where the confusion cease. That's where the striving cease. That's where that rest comes, as we read in Matthew. That's where his yoke becomes easy and his burden becomes light. So if this morning we find that his yoke feels heavy, maybe it's not really his yoke. Maybe it's a lot of things that we're just trying in our own strength. Come to Jesus and sit at his feet. Come and choose to rest in him and and sit in his presence and listen and learn of him. Um, In Matthew it said that. Learn of him for he is meek and lowly in heart. You know, the more we walk with God, the closer the relationship can be. And I'm excited about that. I know, but I know he's going to lead me. He is leading me. And so I'm excited. I look forward to heaven. On the other hand, I look forward to tomorrow because I believe God's going to teach me something tomorrow that I didn't know know yesterday. And I believe that he's going to continue to take me closer and closer, more and more into his presence where I can hear him more than I did yesterday. So I'm, I'm excited for life. Sometimes we refer to life as a testing ground and i'm sure that's true but it is also the privilege that we have as believers to be ever growing closer to christ hearing his voice walking with him touching the world as he touches us and as he speaks to us you know i think that many times this thing of knowing jesus we could look at it and relate it a little bit to how it is to be hungry um you know, we know that feeling of hunger and, it, oh man, I'm so hungry. I don't think I can make it till supper. And I don't know if anybody, I don't know. I remember as a, as a, as a child looking and thinking, it must be fun to be an adult because, you know, you can just kind of do what you want. You know, the, you own all the food in the house and yeah, you root around and you find something and, oh, okay. Well, did it really satisfy? No, but, you know, it took the edge off. And I feel like so many times for us as Christians – We have a hunger for something, but we don't know what it is. And so we root around and we say, well, maybe if I did, you know, a little bit more of this or maybe I should go and help so so and so or maybe another good thing or, you know what, I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to sing four worship songs. That will probably help me or whatever it is. We try to get a formula and we we try to satisfy that hunger and that longing in our heart with snacks or with, you know, sometimes even almost junk food. And Jesus says, "Uh uh-uh. I have a feast prepared for you. I, What I have for you will satisfy you. You're not going to go away and say, I think I have room for a little more. I want to satisfy the, every longing of your heart is what Jesus says. Um, you're not going to be hungry anymore. When we go and look at these things and when we try to satisfy ourselves with things, even if they're good things, never quite find ourselves satisfied. Jesus says, come to me, learn of me. Bask in my presence. I'll show you. I'll teach you. The feast I'm going to give you, it will satisfy. And you're not going to be hungry for in, in, in that way anymore. Yeah, you're always going to want more of Christ, but you will be satisfied in my presence. I'll show you what the next step is. I'll show you what the next thing is I have for you to do. But stop snacking and instead bask in the presence of Jesus. Let him fill you. Jesus wants to fill us. The only feast, the the one feast of the soul that will truly satisfy our hunger of our heart. God has prepared his banquet table and we can feast at that banquet table each and every day. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. That's from Isaiah 55. Jesus says, come to me. I will satisfy. Sit with me. Choose that best thing. And when we're choosing, we do choose. You know, we we can't just add something. We have to say, "Eh, I'm not going to do this and I'm going to choose Christ. I'm not going to rush here. I'm going to choose Christ. I'm going to choose to sit in his presence. I'm not going to try to satisfy myself with. Scrolling through Facebook. I mean, let's be honest. That happens to all of us. We're, you know, I'm a little bored. I've got five minutes here. Let me just, you know, see if I can fill this time. Jesus says, it's my presence. But we have to choose to not satisfy ourselves with just all the things that are around us. And we have to fight in God's presence. Delight ourselves in him and who he is. And he will fill us. He has promised. He's not going to let us go away empty. He's going to fill us. I want to encourage each one of us to change the way we have the thoughts that we have about maybe a little free time, or maybe the the thoughts we have about um, when we don't have anything to do. Jesus wants us to learn to sit in his presence and learn of him. Stop your doing, stop your rushing. Come and learn of me, Jesus said. And I just want to encourage us to choose that best thing, choose that one thing. So it's not really difficult this morning. I think all of us can remember one thing. So it's a simple story that Jesus that happened when Jesus was in this in on this earth. But I trust this morning that we can take lessons from it that will impact us on our everyday life um there's a lot of noise there's a lot of clamor there's a lot of good things you know there's podcasts to listen to there's music to listen to those things are great and i'm not saying we we can't not all of them are great but some of them are great anyway um but sitting in jesus presence and hearing him Speak to us. There is nothing that can substitute that. There is nothing that can compare to being in God's presence. Holy Spirit, we just come before you and we ask, Lord, that you would come and wash over us, Lord, with these words. Speak to our hearts, God. Lord, you see our hearts. You know the hunger and desire in each one of our hearts. Lord, and many times we don't even know what we're hungry for. But, Lord Jesus, we know that as we come and sit in your presence, you're going to change us. You're going to fill us. You're going to fill us to the full where there will be no more room, no more wantonness, no more desire for the things of this world. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and speak to our hearts like you only can this morning. I pray, Lord, you would come and give us the hunger, Lord, for you. Lord, and forgive us for where we have hungered after the things of this world. Lord, we love you this morning in each of our lives, and we pray that you would continue that work. Lord, thank you for what you're doing, Lord. We just choose to rest and trust in you this morning because we know you are doing all things well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all. I trust that this morning... Can go into our hearts and can change us. I trust that we can choose that perfect thing that God has for us, that best thing. And I trust that we can learn that quietness is not a bad thing, stillness is not a bad thing. I trust that we can learn that God did give us two ears and only one mouth. And when we pray, when we spend time with Him, we might have our requests, but sit in His presence, listen to what He has to say. You might be shocked what he has to say to you, but we have to get quiet. We have to put the clamor away. We have to be there and just say, Lord, here I am. And I want to encourage you that just hold on because you might be surprised what he's going to tell you. And it'll probably get you out of your comfort zone. It'll probably shock you. It'll probably be something that your response might be, Lord, no, 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 I can't do that. That's not me. I don't understand. That's not my makeup. That's not my personality. Anyway, put a, put aside the excuses and let jesus speak to you what he wants to say he is all about changing us he is all about transforming us he's all about making us more and more like himself and he's going to do the work and so just surrender and allow him to do his work because he's faithful and get ready to be surprised because he's a good good father god bless you all